0: doing well and johnny hill with us. that's right johnny hill also sitting beside hey john but behind me i guess Lo- i should say love training johnny guy.
1: and love to learn football student manager oh yeah absolutely mm-hmm. hardest working people yeah. in the building yeah. and i am very partial to him with my nephew you are, done that. You are. I, 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 t- I told you a long time ago i would hire student managers uh-huh. offensive linemen uh-huh. and walk-ons uh-huh. if i ran a business that's who i'd uh-huh. hire
0: Huh? I'm neither. I'm none of them. So uh, where do I fit in into the equation? <laughs> well, but?
1: From, from the broadcast journalism. <laughs> I, uh, okay, then there yeah, we Johnny's go. Johnny's that as well. That's right. He <laughs>
0: is. No, uh, Johnny. Um, me and Johnny had classes together in college, so we knew each other. And before That's he wanted. came up here and started working, I'm watching the Missouri game a couple weeks ago. And Johnny still does a little bit of work with the uh, with the Tiger football team. He's got all access. Oh yeah, and I'm <laughs> I'm I'm watching the uh, the game uh, a couple weeks ago against Missouri. Is that Johnny on 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 the sidelines with the team? And sure enough, it was. So he knows people. He does. He he has the connections. He earned it. He, he sure did. So yeah, we're definitely uh, happy to have Johnny with and us. And you know my affinity for that broadcast journalism department it's, at the University it's of Memphis. A, a very good one. A very good it,
1: one. It's just incredible what I, who I the people I know around town, not just working here around town has done so well mm-hmm. in that department and i
0: mean ready to go on day one. Oh, absolutely no i mean it's a it's a great journalism department i mean obviously being there and knowing a ton of people that went through it before me and after me um yeah i i can't say enough about that program over there but uh and, and now you got to work with two of them and... and for
1: years we know who had a heavy
0: influence at that department John Harden. John Harden. I mean, that might be part of the part of the reason it's so good. Is it cause, is because John sure Harden is. was over there. Um, but uh, but yeah, So you have to work with two of them now. So I hope I hope you really do. I hope you really are sincere when you say that yeah. uh, oh, that it's a very. good part. I know you are. But. Uh, well, we, Last night, lot going on, a lot of sports to choose your from. Hockey workout. Uh, I mean, my bets were fine. Um, we had a we had a we had a Isn't fine that what night. Matters? That's right, we had a fine night. Um, the Kraken well, the the Kraken, on the <laughs> other hand, did long not season, have a great uh, night. Which that's okay, how you mean, know. How many games did the NHL play? Eighty two. Uh, J- so, so it's just like basketball. It's exactly like basketball. So uh, you, you know, know I to say season. in the days of the ABA,
1: and we had a very colorful colorful aba team here i want to say they played 84 really i really do interesting i, I love that that's great i'll go to basketball reference if my Please. old brain's close to accurate but so 82 for the hockey just like basketball. Okay. That's I can right. remember that
0: now yeah. then. Yeah. So uh so yeah so eighty two so one down, eighty one to go for the Kraken and, and, and hey one loss but long season. They can bounce back A yeah, very long season. Just like that's baseball. That's right. That's hockey. That's hockey baby. Um what was your uh what was your viewing uh palette like last night? I was mostly if not ninety
1: percentile baseball. Some college football. It didn't do that much for me because when I got over there Rich Rod in Jacksonville State was already pretty uh-huh. pretty far behind, yeah. and that's why I was watching it really more for him.
0: Yeah, I, I was I was uh, bouncing back and forth between uh, between the football and the hockey and, of course, the baseball. I had the baseball on my computer, but in terms of the television, I was bouncing back and forth from hockey and, and football. And, uh, look, I, I said it earlier during, uh, during uh, John Harden's show about, look, these teams that are playing in these midweek games, you know, we have Maction and Maction's really built their built their name on these midweek games. But right now you've got the CUSA USA uh teams playing on these Tuesday and Wednesday nights. You've got Sunbelt kind of sprinkled in there as well. And these teams, you know, I I brought up the comparison to, to Zach. Last night we had Liberty and, and Jacksonville State playing. You know, if that game was on Saturday, let's say it's two thirty kick on Saturday. Um, that game's gonna be on ESPN plus and And lost. And lost, mm-hmm. and you're gonna be battling just you know, Texas A and M and Tennessee mm-hmm. on, on C B S, whatever games life. on A B C, whatever games on ESPN. I said, so it's it's really cool to, to be able to have these midweek games and, and have, you know I said, I'm sure I said I of course wanted to watch hockey, I wanted to watch the Grizzlies preseason game, I wanted to watch the baseball. I said, but there's a lot of people out there that are just on a Tuesday night, just scrolling through, trying to find something to watch. And it doesn't matter who's playing in football. They're going to sit there and watch it. And so that's great. And and I think the games are really fun to watch. I think they're, they're good teams playing. And so, um, you know, I, I was saying earlier, tonight we've got two games. It's not going to be as the quality of uh, Liberty versus Jacksonville State. But, um, you know, it's just something fun to, to have on it. It's football. And I think uh, a lot of people, especially in this area, just want to watch football. I was right. Final year of the Memphis Sounds. how that. The, the uniforms were almost identical to
1: the Hustle. The Sounds went 27 and 57. That's 84. Wow. And I remember this. We came to one. Lost in the playoffs. They were 30 under 500 and made the playoffs. Really? And lost in the playoffs to the Kentucky Colonels with Hubie Brown coaching and Artist Gilmore on the team, and Dan Issel, and Johnny Newman, and other players.
0: Wow, that's a that's a uh, some sort of list of players there. That's uh...
1: Hubie Brown was quoted as saying his championship Cardinals teams were the best teams he ever coached, really? including his NBA Atlanta Hawks and NBA Memphis
0: Grizzlies. Really? Wow. I mean, that's uh, I mean, hey, that's that's high praise coming from Hubie Brown. I, I found the box score. Really, uh, April eleventh.
1: Give me a day of the week. I don't know what day of the week that is. I want to say that was a – anyway, we, we, we came to the game. Uh, Colonels won uh, – the Sounds won 107-93 in front of forty seven seventy one. That's half full at the Coliseum. That field. is.
0: That sure and, is. And that
1: felt full because the crowds were just so abominable. Right.
0: Well, Crowds, crowds, crowds. Well, I, My whole life has been around crowds. I was about to say, you can't get rid of, of crowd talk and oh. – uh, Crowd talker wrestling seem to follow follow and we you got around. Both Friday yeah, night. I was about to say you're going to get both on Friday night. You're going to jump into the ring. So uh... Dan Essel
1: went for 26, artist Gilmore 16, wow. Louis Dampier 21.
0: Wow, wow! wow I do wow. not see
1: Johnny Newman in that box score. He might have been the year before. Mm. Maybe, maybe uh... for, with the c- Cardinals after being being yeah. here. Wow! Leading That's, score uh... for the for the sounds. Stu Johnson. I don't remember Old Stu Johnson. Oh, Stu! I remember Tom Owens from South Carolina. Old Stu and leading the co- way. Collins Jones. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: Wow. Uh, okay.
0: So what about the uh, the Rangers? Completely taking care of business last night they against, haven't uh, lost against the Orioles. The,
1: no. the AL East had... They, they have con- finished the playoffs. Mm-hmm. They haven't won yet. Yeah. Offer this year in the playoffs for the American League East. That's crazy the division of the Yankees and Red Sox. Yeah. That's and Orioles. And Blue
0: Jays. Um no, I mean that's that's it's crazy and, and you know, for Texas, there—I mean, those bats are are really hot. I mean, four nothing in that first game against the Rays. What seven one in that second game against the Rays? I think that first game against the against the Orioles was close, like three two or something like that. But then eleven runs, and then and then the onslaught they put on last night. So I mean, it's it's been a lot of runs for for the Rangers.
1: And now we're a Astros win away. If they win that yeah. series, they got two cracks at one game to win that series. One more on the road, and then back to Houston if they needed a fifth game. And it will set up for the first time ever the Astros and the Rangers meeting in the postseason. And there's a lot of talk back and forth at each other how the season ended. But there's a lot of talk in Texas this week. Brian, how are oh, we no. into the third day of George Kittle's t-shirt controversy? Yeah, I, I don't know. That, I mean... that that shouldn't have been a story for 10 minutes Sunday. No,
0: no. But now here we are on a Wednesday, and it doesn't look like it's going anywhere. And I think the Cowboys have, have sparked this story. Yeah, they have. I mean, they've sparked everything since the end of the and game. And had
1: no reason to. No. You can't beat 42-10. to 10, It doesn't matter what the other team has on and says.
0: I mean, just just take your loss and take go your home loss. and, and hope, hope to see him again in the playoffs and, and hope you have a better performance. And
1: Micah Parsons, you can hope all that. Uh, you yeah. can say it privately, but Micah Parsons saying, you know, wait till we see you again. Right. You just had a shot at us last night.
0: Yeah, and you didn't it show did up nothing. at all. Neither offensively or defensively did anybody show up. And so, uh, no, I don't get it. I mean, I... I don't have a problem with with George Kittle's shirt. I think uh,
1: inspired from a player in the past who wore it in the day. That, that oh, I don't that, know. That he, I, I, I want to say either Rathman or Romanowski in the day wore that back in the uh, '90s playoff game. But I, interesting, I, I can't, Gary Plummer. Plummer! How, how about that? Gary Plummer wasn't good enough to
0: be talking. George, <laughs> Kittle, George Kittle is, yeah. George Kittle can get away with Rathman
1: it. Rathman and Romanowski could
0: George Plummer. <laughs> How about that? I, not not who I would have expected, that's for sure. Uh, but no, I mean, I, I had no problem with it. I was kind of surprised. I didn't see it during the game. Like I, I said. We can't uh, repeat what he said. No, 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 absolutely not. But uh, I was up here working during that game, so I didn't get to see You know, I had it on, but I was listening to it. And the problem, Brad, I don't know if you've ever tried to watch a game and listen to a game at the same time and them not be at the same points. Very hard to do. I mean, I, very hard. Right. Especially when the team's losing. Very Do you bad. think
1: I can do that? Well, just
0: knowing um, me, do you think I
1: could do that? Uh, no. Because you saw no. the struggle I had today uh, yes.
0: getting the ticket um, downloaded. Yes. No, I do not believe that you have ever it, okay. even attempted to do that. No. But no. while I'm sitting here, I'm like, I want to watch the game. So I pull it up on this computer right here. Nobody knows what I'm talking about if you're just listening uh, in your car. But we have this, you know, desktop. And so I pulled it up on the desktop. I've got it playing here in, inside the studio. And I mean, after about the first quarter, I was like, I don't. Really want to watch this anymore? So I was more watching the the, the uh, Grizzlies game. I wasn't really paying attention, and so I didn't know about it until after the game. Really, till Monday when it really started circulating, and then I was like, "Who cares?" Exactly, exactly. And I was like, "Who cares?" I mean, whatever. Yeah. But seems like Parsons. Uh, I mean, let's you, move along. Everybody has a podcast, and Michael Parsons has one, and it seems like this season in particular, um, he is uh, he's pulling the Draymond Green and, and finding ways to get people to talk about his podcast.
1: Now, the only way they would meet again this year would be in the playoffs. There's no correct
0: you won't play someone outside of your division Correct. twice in one year. Right. So, that I mean, that's the hope is that, you know, you finish off uh, with it really well and they finish off really well and eventually at some point, except if I'm a Cowboy, which I'm a Cowboys fan, but I'm not a Cowboy, I don't know how much I would want to see the, the 49ers in the playoffs. We've we've done, been there, done that two times in a row now in the playoffs and it hadn't worked out either time. So, I don't know if I want to try it a third time.
1: Yeah, I don't know if it's the team that the, the Cowboys need to be no. trying to, to –
0: Bracket into play. Yeah, I think the best. Oper- I think the best solution would be have them lose to somebody else in the playoffs, and then you advance farther. Exactly. So I mean, I don't want to see the the Forty Niners. I've I've seen that game play out uh, the, a couple of times. The twenty
1: twenty four opponents are out, not actual schedules. I'm going to see if if oh, they're really. On. And I, I I would bet not having played this year. Probably one not. being in the West and one in the East, but next year the. The 49er opponents for 2024, no, no Dallas No Dallas Good. I would love to avoid them. Uh, home, Arizona, LA, Rams, Seattle, Chicago, Detroit, New England, the Jets. AFC East to be determined. AFC West to be determined. Away, Arizona, Green Bay, Rams, Dolphins, Vikings, NFC South to be determined. Hmm. Seattle and Buffalo. So, they're... Sorry, Micah Parsons. There's no there's no next time for now.
0: Uh, well well hopefully. Unless you have to see them in the playoffs again and then that would be uh ugh, I don't want to see that. But no, I mean whatever. Talk your talk, I guess, on your on your podcast. But uh it does seem like he's trying to do his best Draymond Green impression of you lose or something happens, you get ejected, and you immediately go home and record a podcast and put it out there and try your hardest to get people to talk about what you said in that podcast. The
1: NBA afternoon crew on ESPN just had a very interesting topic. Who
0: would you start your
1: NBA franchise with today? Today. Who would it be? They had a lot of different answers.
0: Can you give me some of their answers?
1: A lot of a lot, a lot of Steph, yeah, a lot of KD,
0: uh, uh, Jason Tatum. I think I start with Luca. That's a good answer too. That'd probably be second for me. Now if I wanted to win it next spring, I'd start with LeBron. Of course, uh, but if I'm just starting my my franchise from scratch, and you said you get your pick of of one superstar, I, I would probably go with. I mean, that's a, what one it? of those two. A couple of answers for Jokic. Yeah, Jokic is a good one too. Yeah. But do you do you ever start a well in the day you would start a franchise with Kareem. I mean, I think I think Jokic is of, of that echelon where yeah. where you, you you certainly can start a, a franchise with him. But if I want to win it next spring, I start with Le, LeBron. <laughs> But Yoke, you gotta have more. Jokic might be up there. I mean, with what he can do, not only just as a big man, but facilitating stuff. As long as stuff. he's out there, he's yeah. As long as he's out there, second or first best ever. Mm-hmm, no, he's he, he's unbelievable. Um, no, I so yeah, I'd probably go with Jason Tatum. Um, but I think there's a lot of really good answers. Um, for that question, that's interesting. Any any other ones that that jumped off to you from what they're saying? Well, I was doing the no volume, right? So. You, oh, yeah, you can't hear them. That's a that's a very good reason. Did you see? Speaking of an NBA, I'm sure at some point we'll get around to the to the Grizzlies preseason game last night. Um, I didn't see a ton of it, but um, did you see Dylan Brooks being ejected from a preseason game last night? How about that? And almost taking pride in Or it. going way too uh-huh. low. Is this like? Is this like what, what Dylan Brooks? Oh Siri! Good lord! Is this what Dylan Brooks wants to become? Like a uh, I, 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 too late? It's, it's became well, but I, I mean, mean it, it, it almost seemed like in the past when he was with the Grizzlies, it wasn't. It, it didn't seem like he was outwardly trying. It just seemed like it happened. The last night seemed like he was outwardly trying. The That's true. I just I don't know. I thought I thought this was going to be a. I'm. Le- I've gotten. I'm starting to get a bad rap at in Memphis. I'm gonna go somewhere else and try to wash myself clean of this image and maybe be a leader. And it doesn't seem like any of that's going to be a thing. Well, some teams could view that as leadership. Some. <laughs> I don't know if I want to be a part of that organization. I don't know if I do it as, a, as leadership. I, I think it's an
1: organization it's going to be drafting in the lottery next year. Well, and
0: that very well might be yeah. what the what the Rockets are next year. But but if
1: you're going to have an instance, you might as well do it in an old October 10th game. Mm-hmm. And then I saw
0: after the game. I guess there's way
1: too much of that in the NBA.
0: Of oh yeah,
1: that low bridge yeah. shot. Uh huh. The, there is it below is the equator.
0: Yeah, I wonder. I mean, because I mean, you see a lot of not that. Cool. No, not cool at all. But I mean, you see a lot of that. Has that, like, always been a thing and now we're catching it or something? Like, like slightly, you're just like kind of like in I there slightly. It. I don't either, but it seems like it happened Like you said, it happens a lot. Good way I, in the day for Rick Mahorn to break your jaw. <laughs> well, that, that is another good point. Uh, but I guess I, I saw after the game, I guess while he was talking to reporters, either he or somebody else referred to him as Dylan the Villain, and ESPN was like, they made, like, a Twitter post and was like, uh, Dylan Brooks has a new nickname in Houston, Dylan the Villain, and everybody here was like, new? I mean, he's been we've been calling him that for years. Like, what, what is new about that? So. You know, we,
1: we watch it on TV, and it doesn't feel like it when you just see it on TV, but then you go to the game, you sit close to the floor, you yeah. really notice just how tall and how big these oh, yeah. players are and how athletic they are, so one night... Years ago, Rick Mahorn was on the local Detroit Piston TV crew. who was very nice, and, mm-hmm. and I asked him if I, if I could. I would have never touched his property with, without asking. Right. But he took his coat off to eat, and he's huge. <laughs> I mean, his shoulders, I, I promise you, were as wide as the back of a car, it felt like. And he took his coat off to go eat. And, and and when he got up, I asked him if I could. I said, can I put on your, your suit, <laughs> suit jacket? He said, yeah, oh, sure. man. Oh, and I man. think Rob Fisher took a picture of it. I'm not kidding you. It was like putting a king size
0: bed comforter around me. That's hilarious. That's great. Oh man. That's it,
2: unbelievable.
0: I I I wish I could see that. That's hilarious. I mean that's good stuff. But and everybody
1: everybody he, he was a great yeah. sport about it.
0: That's awesome. That wouldn't so make funny. him
1: mad for anything. Uh, no,
0: no, no, no. I would I would stay away from him, that's for sure. But let me set up today's show before we get to top. And not top story of the day at 3.30, Dave ocean back from his vacation. He's going to join us, the voice of the Tigers, uh, to talk about this game on Friday night against Tulane. We'll also uh, have to get his opinions and thoughts on uh, what happened uh, in terms of the Mikey Williams case yesterday, uh, we'll do that in the next segment at 3.30. 3.45, we'll talk some baseball. Three games today, um, and starting at about 4 o'clock and then going through the rest of the night. So we'll talk baseball in these three games that are starting this afternoon. 4 o'clock, David Cohn, uh, the co-host of Crane & Company, will join us to talk some college football. 4.30, we'll take an early look at the NFL and college football lines for the weekend. 4.45, we'll get to the big number of the day. 5 o'clock, Matty Hudak, uh, the Tulane sideline reporter, is going to join us, kind of give us a little insight on this Tulane team that the Tigers will be playing, what we can expect both offensively and defensively. And I'm really curious what Tulane thinks about this game. We've obviously been building it up as a massive game ever since before the season started. I'm curious what the what the Tulane fan base thinks of this game. It, and It makes it more fun when yeah. both look at it with the same Absolutely, thickness. Absolutely. So, uh, it'll be fun Uh, talking to Maddie at 5 o'clock. 5.30, we'll get to what's trending. And at 5.45, we'll wrap up today's show like we always do with Taco Bell Crunch Time. Let me remind you, we're in our family leisure studios where family and fun come together. The world's biggest spa sale, it's back and bigger than ever. 50 different models to choose from, 5 different manufacturers, up to 30% off in-stock spas and swim spas. Free upgrades on all in-stock spas and in the 24-month same-ass cash is still available, but only at Family Leisure, 2120 Witten Road, just north of I-40. Brett
1: and Johnny with you, we're sports time and we're with you until 6 o'clock you can call us, you can text us at 901-360-8255 this hour of our show brought to you every day by the one and only Lexus dealership in town, that is Lexus of Memphis, very close to us at 2600 Ridgeway and online at LexusofMemphis.com call them at 901-334-9673 great offers on all the 2023 models and the 24s every day, more starting to arrive and always special leasing options driving luxury and confidence knowing that every new lexus comes with complimentary first and second maintenance services stop by today at lexus of memphis at 2600 ridgeway and put yourself in the driver's seat of the all-new 2023 flagship ls 500 and you'll be looking and you'll be driving in style When you purchase a Lexus, you get top-of-the-line engineering and design, and that makes for the luxury driving experience. Online at com, Experience amazing. Experience amazing at Lexus of Memphis.
2: Top story of the day.
0: Well, my top story of the day is Major League Baseball postseason. It's rolling right along and Brett I mean we talk about this the the postseason stretch this this it's a long season and then a, a long postseason I man it's a sprint I mean we are we are almost done with the divisional series uh, we'll, we'll be getting into the conference series uh, before we know it and then the World Series will be here but I think three really interesting games tonight obviously last night with the Rangers beating the Orioles, I thought that was massive. Only two closeout potentials tonight. O- only two closeout potentials tonight. That first one uh, at 6 o'clock tonight between the Astros and the Twins. The Astros have that opportunity on the road to end that series. And then late tonight at 8 o'clock, Dodgers versus D-backs. d at home, the first Home postseason game for the D-backs this year will be in a closeout opportunity against the Dodgers. They're up 2-0. Uh, we're back in Philly for Braves um, and uh, and the Phillies. The series tied 1-1, so not a closeout opportunity there. But, Brett, I was talking about this earlier, and it was brought to my attention. I guess I was listening to a podcast earlier this week, and they were talking about it. And, and I, it's interesting. You look at the Braves. You look at the Orioles and you look at the Dodgers. Those are the three teams that came into the postseason with 100 or more wins. The Braves needed a big comeback the other night to knock this series up 1-1. They very easily could have been going back to Philly down 2-0. The Dodgers are down 2-0 right now. And the Orioles were just swept 3-0 by the Texas Rangers. There might be something there to playing in the wild card, keeping those bats staying hot fresh. like we've seen from Texas, staying fresh. And we're starting to see this Braves team, especially in that first game, those bats did not look like the Atlanta Braves bats that we've seen. The Dodgers, you could say, you could obviously give them something for kind of the injured starting rotation they have, but their bats have not been alive. The Orioles, we've been talking about these young bats, these young hungry bats. When you turn up hard to turn them back very on. very hard to turn them back on.
1: And... and- and you see those teams struggling for it, and uh, because of it, and the whole rest versus Russ. I yeah. can think of the the cardinal teams that won it in six and eleven, nowhere near the best teams of this twenty first right. century. Oh yeah. uh, one was better. 0-4 was better. 0-3 uh, w- was better, uh, and and just got got to the playoffs and and weren't as hungry mm-hmm. as that six and eleven. <clears throat> team, my top story: Rangers. They get the brooms out again. They sweep a 99 win Tampa Bay team last week, and last night they sweep a 101 win Baltimore team. That that's incredible. That's 200 wins they've sent packing. Five and zero in October, and awaiting a potential epic Texas size matchup between Dusty Baker against Bruce Bochy. That would be a combined 4,000. 275 regular season wins. Dusty Baker, 7th all-time. Bruce Bochy, 10th all-time if they meet. And I I think they will. The three oldest managers in baseball, all three still in the playoffs. Dusty Baker, Bruce Bochy, and Brian Snicker.
2: Not top
0: story of the day. That's incredible. (laughs) Wow. Uh, My not top story of the day. The Grizzlies now 2-0 in the preseason with a win last night against the Milwaukee Bucks. Now... Save those wins. Save those wins, but I should say Giannis Antetokounmpo did not play. Chris Middleton did not play. Damian Lillard did not play. More importantly, Drew Timmy didn't play. I mean... uh, the Bucs, uh, starving Memphis fans of seeing Drew Timmy in action, very shameful for the Bucks, and that's why the Grizzlies uh, handled business last night. 108-102, to 102, uh, we talked yesterday, Steven Adams did not play, um, but Desmond Bain led the way 21 points, Jaron Jackson had 17, uh, Jake LaRavia, 16 points off the bench, he's now uh, finished with double figures in both of the first two preseason games. So, me and Zach were talking about this earlier, I don't think you can... Uh, you don't learn a lot from preseason in any sport. I think you learn a little bit more, or can learn a little bit more, in NBA preseason than than the I other preseasons. Too. But it, and I had a slow appreciation yeah, for that. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's it's it is interesting because I mean, when you look at the NFL, nobody's playing. NHL, nobody's playing. Nobody's in this area. Nobody's too much baseball. It's too, too much baseball, and and half the time nobody's playing. Really, the NBA you get to see. The guys, most nights in preseason, and you can really learn something about that team before. So, you know, I don't think you're learning a ton. You're learning a little, and they're 2 and 0. Maybe uh, maybe they can carry some of that confidence with them to, uh, to the regular season. Grizzlies opening night, season 23, two weeks
1: from tonight. I wow. swear I'm as excited for this two weeks to hurry up and get here as I was season one oh, yeah. when they finally moved here from Vancouver. My not top story. So, where's all the criticism of, of Tom Izzo? Mm. one of the great coaches in the history of the sport and one of the beloved people in the history of the sport already in the Hall of Fame and got a national champion big time winner but he goes on an old man NIL portal modern kids these days screed that, that either should be laughed at or, or repudiated i mean wh- where's the where's the liberation where's the freedom coach Izzo I, why 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 are you so mad about this it wasn't close to what Lane Kiffin called you-know-what from from SEC media days after Lane three different times prefacing his comments with, I'm far player liberation. I'm far money. I want them yeah. to get what they can get. But I think we got to rein some of this in.
0: Huh. Yeah. And got ripped.
1: Why is nobody ripping Izzo?
0: Well, that's a good question. Hey, hey, Izzo, uh, I think, has a lot of friends in the media, maybe, Brett. Uh, I think a lot of people uh, covering for Izzo and some of the things he says, and maybe college, college football. basketball yeah, I don't, sticks together. I don't think college football uh, has the luxury of, of having that. But that'll do it for top and not top story of the day. Let's go ahead and get to our first break of the day. When we come back, we'll talk Tiger football with Dave Ocean.
2: Let's welcome longtime voice of the Tigers and host of Wolo and Friends. Weekday mornings at 10 right here on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Dave Woloshin to talk
0: Tigers football and basketball with Bryant, Brett, and Jay Morgan. Dave Woloshin back from vacation and back with us usually on Tuesdays, but kind enough to join us on a Wednesday afternoon. Dave, thanks so much for joining us. How was your uh, vacation?
1: Uh, I was blended. Mucho bueno. How about that? Oh, very nice. Did you uh, bring a tiger win back? Did you get it through uh th- through customs? <laughs> well,
3: you know, I am one of those global entry guys. Ooh. So uh, I I can I can get things in
1: for sure. Wow. <laughs> so well, so you did, so you just b- fly by TSA, <laughs> huh?
3: No, I-, I will say this, it's the best money I've ever spent. You know, TSA pre checked and global entry from when you're coming back in the country, you have to go out to the airport and you have to then be cleared by, I don't know if it's the FBI, the CIA, the U.S. Army, the National Guard, (laughs) General, the Pentagon, (laughs) whatever it may be. (laughs) But but, um, you get cleared, and then, I'm not kidding you, this happened to me when I was just coming in from Canada last, two years ago on a golf trip, and um, we had sort of a tight connection, and my buddy that was with me, I can't remember where we came into for the next flight. Uh, might have been Philly. I, I can't remember 100% sure. But, like, it was a two-hour line for if you didn't have global entry. But if you have global entry, you just walk up, face recognition. I swear you don't even have to put your passport on. Face recognition, and you walk right through. The, my buddy missed the airplane Memphis.
1: Oh, wow. Now, you realize, Dave, with, with that technology, they're watching you right now. <laughs> <laughs>
3: they, they would see a guy who's present. Well, that? <laughs> they,
1: they would they would be very bored because you're knee deep in charts, getting ready yes. for the Tigers' exactly. big game against Tulane, and it's a consensus. It, it's consensus with you and uh, with well, almost everyone. This is the biggest game in a long, long time, and it feels good, Dave.
3: Well, I, I think, uh, and we discussed this this morning. To me, it's the biggest game. Since the SMU game with College Game Day, because you won that game, mm-hmm. and and that set up the championship game, which was probably the next biggest game. One that went to that got you into the Cotton Bowl. Mm-hmm. People, you know, that's not that far removed, but those were big, huge games. Mm-hmm. And you know that SMU game. I, I don't know if there was a little papering going on, but that, that was close to fifty thousand. That was yeah. really, really something. I think there'll be about thirty-five thousand for this, but this. This is a game that Memphis fans have been clamoring for in the Ryan Silverfield era. The You know, if you're, if you're going to put a knock on Ryan, Campy is recruiting. He's had no. better recruiting classes than Fuente or Norvell, honestly. But they haven't competed for conference championships. This game, and I just got off the air, and he was saying the same thing not of the air. Uh, I just got off the phone with Corey Glore, who is the really good young lane announcer and we, we, we both agree that you win this, you've got a ticket into the conference championship game. Now here's the good thing. You lose this game. I don't think you're out of anything. I think you still be in the championship game for a rematch with the winner. And if you beat the winner in the rematch in the championship game,
0: then you are. The dog disagrees, even, even Dave. Dexter <laughs> agrees with it.
3: Um, Apparently his mother's coming hard. Her timing is incredible. <laughs> yeah, always um, is. <laughs> she uh, uh it, it, it's, even if you lose and you play in the championship game, depending on what happens with the the Max schools or really the mm. Mountain West schools,
1: I think Air Force. Yeah. yeah. you you
3: you won't have as as big a penalty as you might. You can still get to the to the to the uh, Peach Bowl. Yeah, In in my estimation. So it's not must, but I'll tell you this much. If you win this game Friday night, you're in the championship game.
1: I think so, Dave. And you win an inside path to home field advantage for the AAC championship game. We know how important that was in 19. We know how important it was last year for Tulane on their way to being Cotton Bowl champs. I I don't know if they win that game if it's not at Yeoman last December.
3: Dog. Well, let's face it Memphis saw behind 35 nothing in that game. that first half was unbelievably bad
0: but yeah. so what
3: was the final score like
0: 38
3: um, like 33 yeah. it was it, it, it was a, a crazy game yeah. for sure uh and uh it, it was like a tailored two two different halves Hennigan mm. had a really good second half he had a terrible It was 38 28 at that it ended up a 10-point game, but Memphis had gotten within one possession after being down 35 points. showed some fight was, when
1: they really could
0: have folded. Yeah.
3: No, no, it was incredible testament to come back in the second half because I, I thought at the half they were dead.
0: Yeah I did as well uh, So Dave we haven't talked to you since the uh, the Boise State win uh, But before that win 17 nothing deficit that they had to call Their way out of uh, Jeffrey canton uh with the big uh, Field goal block and return When you look at this team we've talked a lot About these slow starts for the Tigers I, I don't think you're going to be able to, to Have a slow start against Tulane And be as fortunate as you were last Saturday But what do you make of these slow starts And, and how do they kind get Get out of this funk of slow starts.
3: Well, you know, you would prefer not to get a slow start. But I I always think it's the end of the game that really matters, sure. <laughs> honestly. Um, I, I think really good teams figure out ways to win games, even if they have slow starts. And, and you see that that's what happens. You see it in the SEC all the time. Look at LSU beat Missouri last week. Yeah. Alabama's come back in games. Uh, you don't want slow starts. I don't know what's happened with Memphis with slow starts. Maybe some of that is you really want your running game to, and I'm thinking a lot as I say this, but <laughs> I, I think you want your running game to dominate and against really good teams that that's hard to do, especially in the beginning when you need teams worn out, right? right? So you're both at your strength and, and, um, And maybe Memphis needs to be more wide open to begin with because they really haven't. Maybe that's the difference.
1: Dave, does the voice of Tulane, Corey Clore, does does he think Tulane wins that game against Ole Miss with a healthy Michael Pratt? You know, he did not say that.
3: Um, I really didn't ask him about that. I think he felt like he proved that against really good teams they could play. Sure did. So, uh, you know, I, I would suspect, that it would have been a little different game. I, mean, you, you look I don't at want to replay it with At Kai Horton throws the ball at 50%, right? Mm-hmm. He's thrown three. They've they both thrown about the same, 62 passes for Horton, 61 for Pratt. But Pratt throws at 75.5%, has eight touchdowns, one pick. Horton has 485 yards. He's got three touchdowns, two picks at 50%. So the numbers would say that they would have had a better chance than Michael Pratt, plus yeah. which Pratt, Pratt just knows how to read defenses. I think I think they would have given uh, Ole Miss a stiffer battle, and it was a good battle. We know that. It sure was. But a stiffer battle, would they have won? I, I don't know. I think maybe Ole Miss is deeper in the end. I
1: I, I love what Willie Fritz has done. He's won over yep. five hundred in his tenure at Tulane, and it speaks to – Getting with a coach and being patient and writing it out and understanding there might be some lean years and, and they they've stuck with him and and I think it's 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 been paid off for Tulane.
3: I uh, I totally agree with you and you know this is a, how many guys last eight years right yeah start there at, at one over five hundred. Mm-hmm. I I thought two years ago he was done. I really did. I if I had been a Tulane fan, had I been a Tulane contributor, I would have said Willie's really good up to a certain level, and then his stuff doesn't work. And I would have given up on him. But you know, last year was obviously the the telltale that he can coach against anybody. Yeah, absolutely,
0: uh, Dave. What are your uh, keys for a Tiger victory on on Friday night?
3: Well, I've been I've been thinking about this. I the biggest key for me is going to be. The te- that Memphis is corners don't give up bombs. Yes. I, I confess, a lot of times I can give you more insight. We have coaches' meetings, and I I get what they think will right. be the, the the true keys. And I missed that meeting today. I I have it on tape, so I will hear it and be ready for the game. But I I will tell you, just looking and talking with Corey Glore a little bit. Just send us the tape. They've We're got on these <laughs> <all right. laughs> they got three guys that can catch long balls. Jaquan Jackson, who hit, hurt Memphis last year, mm-hmm. he averages 23.5 yards a catch. A guy named Lawrence Keyes, he averages 20 yards a catch. There's a speedster who's like either really good or really bad named Chris Brazel. He only averages 14, but he's a speedster. If those three guys can get behind... The Memphis secondary, particularly our corners, because I I still think that's sort of a Memphis weakness. I think safeties are good, but the corners are questionable in my mind still, then that's a problem. I think stopping their long ball, because they got a guy who can wing it and Pratt, that's the biggest key for me.
0: Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. Uh, Dave, before you let you go, I, I do want to get your thoughts on, I know uh, you were traveling a lot going on uh, yesterday when all of this was going on, but the uh, Mikey Williams update um, that his case will go to trial, we learned that uh, yesterday afternoon. What, what are your thoughts on that?
3: But that means he's done for this year. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. He's going to go to trial. I have no idea. I don't think they even set the trial date yet, they did, did not.
0: they? No, they did not.
3: Yeah, I mean, so you're talking about a guy, and then he's got to be, Found innocent. Mm-hmm. Uh, I couldn't believe. I think the amount of years that he was found guilty on all counts. It was like twenty eight years. Twenty eight. That's right. Can you? I mean, Crazy. I. I hated for the the, the kid being, as, as a human being. If like I were a dad, to see this kid who is already worth over you know a million dollars at what is he eighteen years old. Mm-hmm who was about to make millions because of NIL money and all that social media influencing he was getting paid for. Millions, right? To see him throw that all away because of this gun culture, thuggery thing that goes on that I, I don't know. Because he, apparently he was really raised a middle-class guy, but fell in love with that culture for whatever reason. You know, there's a pro guy I know that was sort of the same way. Yeah, I and, to see the price that he is paying for that is absolutely amazing. Now, he's not guilty until the Prudent court so. says he is.
1: By And, jury and Spears, so, you right. know, may,
3: maybe may, maybe there's stuff we don't know. Maybe he'll be found innocent. He'll be in a Tiger uniform next year. But I say the odds are against that, and I just hate Me it too. that this kid who had the world by the you-know-what mm-hmm.
1: has just thrown
3: it all away. For some
1: silly culture, and and, and now Dave, you know he, he he won't even get the chance to get to the starting gate to to really launch launch it again, and and in so so preventable, so self inflicted, and and it, it, I I hate to see people wreck themselves before they ever get a swing at this thing called life because you only get one shot at it.
3: Yeah, and and unfortunately, at this point. He's got two strikes, and he's fouled off three, and he's facing Nolan Ryan, and here comes a 110-mile-an-hour
1: fastball. Mm. Yeah. Speaking of baseball, Dave, you know we celebrated when the Cubs got edged out. At the end. <laughs> you know,
0: <clears throat> I really like you, but sometimes <laughs> Good,
1: Dave. you make that very hard.
0: <laughs> hey, Dave, don't forget that I wear a Chicago Blackhawks sweater up here uh, very often. I was cheering for the Blackhawks to- last night, so I'm in your corner. So don't hold it against, <laughs> hey. against me.
3: Don't ever count the Blackhawks out now with TV. They got the Bruins tonight. One Can you and imagine a going to one. Pittsburgh and winning the opener and then going to Boston and win? Uh, oh, man. <laughs> what a way to
0: start. That would be a great that start.
1: Would be, that would be something. Who, who are you pulling uh,
3: for the
0: rest of
1: the way in baseball? Do you have a team? Are you kind of partial to anyone? Well, I got
3: a good buddy who's a Phillies fan, and I think Greg Gaston's a Phillies he fan. Is. And That'd be a a, a good story. I'm for I like that Arizona Dave, we, is pounding
1: the Dodgers. I mean, I really do. I'm for the Rangers because we witnessed their hearts torn out in 2011. Wow. Sure. You couldn't. You two outs away, baby.
3: You one, have out, one pitch it away, one strike yeah. away. Oh, that's right. That
0: one out and one pitch away, one, one right.
1: strike. Yeah, we we saw their guts torn out. Dave,
0: uh, have a great one Friday night. It's big, and we appreciate. Cheers. it. Thanks, Dave. Ah, my pleasure, guys. You got it, man. Dave ocean, the voice of the Tigers, joining us to talk about that big game Friday night for the Tigers. So we've got the the Memphis perspective down. We've been given the Memphis perspective all week. Don't forget, 5 o'clock, Maddie Hudak, uh, the Tulane sideline reporter. So we'll get a little bit of the the Tulane side of this game Friday night. We'll do that at 5 o'clock. But let's go ahead and get to a break. And when we come back, we'll talk some baseball, talk about these three games going on later this afternoon. That's next on Sports Time.
2: We are real sports talk. Sports 56 WHBQ Now, back to Sports Time on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. This hour is brought to you by Lexus of Memphis. Here are your hosts,
0: Brett Stats, Norsworthy and Bryant Dakis. Welcome back into Sports Time. Bryant and Brett with you as we're sitting in our family leisure studios. And I mentioned it earlier, but uh, we're getting ready. Only a couple minutes away, I think uh, four oh seven, the uh, actual first pitch time for Braves and Phillies uh, in uh, Philadelphia. It should be a uh, a really uh, interesting game. That's the first one. Astros Twins after that on FS1, uh, that first game on TBS, I should say. And in the last game, 8 o'clock, uh, Dodgers versus D backs also on TBS. But out of these three games going on tonight, which one are you the most intrigued about?
1: I think the first one, with, yeah. b- because of the the stakes, I feel like adva- big advantage Astros mm-hmm. and advantage two zero Diamondbacks. Now, late tonight, I may change that sure. if the Diamondbacks get up early and the chance to eliminate the big, bad Dodgers in that payroll, 3-zip.
0: Yeah. yeah, I mean, that would 84
1: be... 84-win Arizona. Crazy. I, literally.
0: An 83-win Arizona team that... The last, what, I mean, I don't want to go back too far, but the last four or five years haven't done anything. I mean, it just lost. And so it's a great story. I'm I'm excited about that game. I don't know if I want to say I'm more intrigued about that game, but I'm really excited about that game. And then um, with Aaron Nola and what he did in his last game in in that wild card showing for him, I I talked about it the next day after that game where I was, because that was when we had two games going on at the same time because, you know, Baseball didn't know how to how to work the wild card schedule. They let us program it. it sure did. Um, and so I was going back and forth during you know commercial breaks between the games, and I would get over from one game to the other game that was on at the time. And by the time I had gotten to that other channel and started watching the game. They had already there were already two outs, and I'm going. How is how is Aaron Noel working this fast? How is he being this effective? So that also, I mean, I'm excited about that one. Bryce Elder on the mound for the Braves. Um, ugh, I, I I guess you're tied one-one. So this isn't a shutout game, but certainly. Uh, Philadelphia has the uh, starting pitcher edge in that one. I'm asking this cuz I do not know the answer. I wonder what the time of game run has been
1: like. I wonder if we've kept question. that seasonal pace and also this and I, I don't know. And I've watched pretty closely. I don't think I recall one. Have we had any pitch clock violations?
0: Has anybody been wrong up with a strike or I have I've I've been watching most all of these games in in their entirety as much as I can. I haven't seen any. Uh, I don't want to say there hasn't been or has been. Got to be somewhat of
1: a back channel, behind the scenes agreement of mm-hmm. don't make me call this. Yeah, we we don't we don't want the playoffs yeah. ending like this or even in being impacted
0: like this. Right. Um. So I have the games for the last two nights pulled up. Um. Obviously, very small sample size when you're talking about the entire playoffs, but just kind of a, a look at what the time has been. The
1: stakes are big, and we know they work sure. slower at
0: this time. of Absolutely. year. Absolutely. Three ten. Okay, that's not any faster. Two forty eight. That's about in sync. Three oh eight. A little, little longer. Three eleven. And now okay. that's just the, the last two nights, so not a, not a big sample size at all. But a I'll, little I'll more get you
1: inventory I, too,
0: Brett. That's what I'm going to do tonight. I will get you an answer um, for all of the games in the playoffs because I I am intrigued about that as well. I'll have an answer for you tomorrow, including all of the games that uh, are going on tonight.
1: And I, I don't think this time of year people dote on that as much on pace and length of game. I don't. I don't think we're as into that as we are. Say a, you know, a, a, a July
0: twenty eighth game, right? Because we know these stakes. This is this is for everything. Absolutely, absolutely. And you're seeing a lot more. You know, obviously with these higher stakes, you're seeing more pitching changes. You know, they they don't have that leash like have they we used had to. Have. An extra
1: inning game yet in the postseason? I don't think so.
0: Because we're playing real extra inning uh, yeah, baseball. Yeah, I now. don't. I don't know. No, then we certainly haven't. Because I, I would have certainly noticed yeah. if we went to extra innings with no ghost runner. We had sixteen innings um, last year in one playoff mm-hmm, game. We did. So I, maybe a I World don't think. We have, hey, Brett, you, you spoke it into existence. Now maybe we'll get one today. I hope we get one. today. I hope so. Maybe with this first I don't game. My, I don't mind ei extra innings. As exciting as Braves and Phillies that last game was, I would not mind at all if today's game went to extra innings and we got a. 14-inning, 15-inning, 16-inning thriller um, from Philadelphia but uh, that'll do it for our first hour, let's go ahead and get to a break, when we come back we'll talk college football with David Cohn